0: Walking arenas, I'm setting it down and I'm raising the bar Welcome to the show where we talk ASIC and everything else things. Welcome to the 123 Podcast How are you guys doing today? I am finally back from my time off I announced this on Twitter by the way If you guys haven't seen my tweet uh, on the Twitter page of the podcast It's at the123podcast So if you guys haven't seen the tweet Um... So basically, the time off. You guys, if you guys haven't, you know, seen the tweet, you know, it's a really, it's a much-needed time off because the last two weeks have been, you know, really, really tiring from the Holy Week. You know, uh, the two-parter, Quartermania PC36. Did those two? You know, the day, the week before the Holy Week. Actually, it's already the Holy Week when I made that episode. Made those episodes. So, I mean, it was really exhausting. So, I decided I'm going to take a time off just for a little while. One week is my... The only option, because... Yeah, it's the only option, guys. So, yeah, the important thing is that... The important thing is that I'm finally back. The wind's blowing. (laughs) So, yeah. The important thing is I'm finally back. I'm excited to be back. Uh, Because, you know, last week was just mind-blowing. Like, the infamous Black Wednesday. Seriously, man. (laughs) Like, yeah, there were some stars that were that. You know, some stars that were released or you know, some of the stars, you know, I don't really care about. But there are some that, you know, I really cared about, like Kurt Angle, the referee, Mike Chioda, um EC3, not really EC3, Drake Maverick, by the way. And then the Good Brothers, the OC, um, not the entire OC, basically, it's just Gallows and Anderson. So we have a really stacked episode for today, guys. So today we're going to be talking about last week's black wednesday and then the changes for money in the bank 2020 which let me tell you it's really great <laughs> and the reason why jeff hardy is getting a push this year so let's kick the podcast off the the, rep, the episode rather with the infamous black wednesday so Wednesday last week, WWE released several superstars in the WWE. And it started with EC3, Drake Maverick, Leo Rush, Carl Anderson, Kurt Hawkins, Heat Slater, Luke Gallows, Luke Gallows, Eric Young, Kurt Angle, <laughs> by far the biggest out of everyone. No, that was released, that were released, Aiden English, B- Billy Kidman, Fit Finley, Pat Buck, Gregory Helms, or Shane Helms, Sean Daivari, Mike Rotunda, Brayden Bouldouse's father, I'm assuming, Scott Arm Scott Armstrong, Sarah Stock, Eric Rowan, The Colon's, Primo and Epico, I can already, like, I already... F- Imagine the sadness of the great one when I saw that. <laughs> I just imagine the sadness it's so, yeah. So, yeah, the colognes were released Sarah Logan, Lance Storm, Mike Chioda. which was sad. So, Mike Canellis, Maria Canellis, Zack Ryder, Rusev, No Way Jose, Andrea Listenberg, I guess, and Dayona. Ah yeah Diona I don't know how to pronounce her last name Alexander Jensik and then MJ Jenkins those were the guys that were released on Wednesday but then on Friday they released more people like Tainara Dan Moth Dan Matha Serena Deeb if you guys don't know who Serena is he was a part of the Straight Edge Society back in 2010. One of my favorite factions of CM Punk. One of the most original factions in the WWE. I loved it. Kendo Kashin. Nick Comoroto. Tino Sabatelli. I'm guessing Mandy Rose's boyfriend. Real life boyfriend. John Quasto? Not really sure if I said that right. Morris Wang. Alyssa Miles and my boy Josiah Williams. <laughs> if you guys don't know who Josiah Williams is, he is the guy behind Wrestling Flow. If you guys don't know what Wrestling Flow is, it's basically a series where Josiah raps, you know, you know drops some bars on wrestling theme songs like like the epi- like the song that played on the start of the episode that was Wrestling F- Wrestling Flow. Undisputed, so it's basically Josiah Williams who did that, and then so yeah, that was one of the saddest moments of 2020. Really, really sad because some of the biggest stars were released, like and you know, some of the biggest personals as well, personals as well, like Kurt Angle. Mike Kyoto and the other guy the other referee. Uh, Rusev and then Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder. Although yes, they may not be, you know, big stars, but you know, it's really just really sad to think that, you know, they're jobbers and then you know they got released. It's really sad, you know, they they really get to prove themselves in the WWE. Um, also I'm guessing on this th- on Thursday, I forgot. The legendary Howard Finkel passed away. So really sad. Voice the voice of the Golden Era, like basically he's the voice of the Golden Era. And I'll miss, you know, listening to his voice. So yeah, back to the releases. Many big stars were released. Like I said, Kurt Angle, Mike Kyoto, big personnel, you know, he's been with the WWE. Since 1989, I believe. So, yeah, it's really sad. Plus, Gallows and Anderson are released as well. Really sad to think too. Because, basically, they've been, you know, pretty much ruined. Because... uh, the goofy stuff that they did back then. Yeah, they used to be some of the most badass tag teams in the WWE. But now they're just like a joke. Which is sad. So, I'm really sad that they're released. But, we still don't know what the future holds for Gels and Anderson. Maybe they would go back to New Japan. Go back to being a part of the Bullet Club. I hope so. <laughs> so, yeah, we got GOD and then Gallison and Anderson, two tag teams in the Bullet Club. That would be pretty cool. So, basically, a sad week for the WWE last week. So, yeah, one of the darkest moments in pro wrestling history as well. Plus, it was really bad timing because there's a pandemic. If you guys haven't realized it, there's a pandemic all over the world. So they needed their jobs. So them being released. It's really, really sad. Plus I saw that video of Drake Maverick. I almost cried. Yeah, I almost cried. But yeah, he said But yeah, he'll stay for a little while. Because he is set to compete in the Interim Cruiserweight Championship Tournament. And that would end up being the final matches of Drake Maverick. So yeah, Drake Maverick, really sad for him. He did everything for the WWE. He became the General Manager at 205 Live. Became the Manager for the AOP before Seth Rollins. Um... What else? Yeah, he was placed on the 24-7 championship bracket. Made hilarious stuff with our truth And now he's released and the last few matches of Drake Maverick will be the matches that he'll have on the Cruiserweight Tournament. So it's sad. So yeah, it will definitely. this will definitely go down in history as one of the darkest days in pro wrestling so yeah guys that was the infamous black wednesday from last week so yeah next up we're going to talk about the changes in the money in the bank ladder match so according to wwe wwe superstars will climb the corporate ladder at money in the bank The match begins on the ground floor of WWE headquarters, but the briefcases will be hanging all the way up on the roof of the corporate tower. Yo, they're making the most out of the pandemic. Like, no audience? Not a problem. (laughs) There might be no guys on the headquarters? No problem. They're gonna make the most out of it. So, when I read this, I was like... Is this going to work? So yeah. Basically I was like. Is this going to work? But then. I also thought. The Boneyard match. And the Firefly Funhouse match. They did work. You know. Because they were like. Two cinematic matches. You know. That I. Personally love. So I was like. Yeah. Maybe this would work. This would definitely work. Great concept. It's definitely like. Like, it's really what Money in the Bank is all about. Like, you climb up the lat. It's really like you start all the way on the ground floor and then you go all the way up the roof to to get the briefcase. It's great. Like, seriously a great concept because it's really, you know, what, you know, what definitely needed because a typical ladder match with like the regular money in the bank ladder match is basically a ladder match with six men in it. So, yeah, the, some money in the bank matches might be cool, but you know, the concepts pretty boring. So, to them, for them to do this. Is amazing because they're definitely making most, like I said, they're making the most out of the situation. Like, there, there are no personals on the headquarters, there are even leaked pictures now on the setup that they're gonna have for money in the bank. And yo, that just made me really excited. So, because it's not gonna be held at the performance center, we're gonna see something different, not just money in the Bank ladder match with no, with no crowd. We're basically seeing cinematic matches and it's going to be held on the WWE headquarters, so I am really, really excited because that's what they needed. That's what they totally needed. So I am excited. Hopefully, Drew retains against Seth. Hopefully, Braun retains against Bray. So that, you know, the Fiend would just take him, take the tile off Braun. Because we don't want to see the Fiend lose again. At least with Bray. You know, it's just a vulnerable guy. Like, at least. It won't ruin the fiend, the you know, the character, the fiend. So that's why I would love to see Braun win. So, yeah, that's the change for Money in the Bank 2020. So, last thing we're going to talk about is the reason why Jeff Hardy is getting a push this year. And I am. Yo, guys, if you guys still don't know, I am a huge Jeff Hardy fan. Just a really, really amazing wrestler. Plus, you know, a a very honest guy. He... Like, if you guys see, have seen, haven't seen, you know, if you guys haven't seen last week's episode of SmackDown, it's basically Jeff Hardy talking about his arrests from... 2009 all the way to 2018, and you know, I loved it because it just showed how open Jeff is with all the things that you know he's done, and it's great. So, the reason why Jeff Hardy is getting a push, so according to a new report from Wrestling Inc's Paul Davis, he states that. While Vince McMahon is high on Jeff after being a, that you know, Vince is high on Jeff after being impressed with his determination to overcome the struggles in his personal life. The WWE chairman is also motivated to show Hardy that he'll be treated well and that WWE will be the better option for him. On top of this, a big money contract offer 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 likely awaits the veteran. That Jeff Hardy's brother. Mac recently crossed over to all elite wrestling might have spurred this the outer hearty spoke about the possibility on a recent talk Jericho episode trying out never say never without committing too strongly on whether or not he'd get to work with his brother again so basically it's about it's basically about Jeff's determination that's why he's getting a push his determination to overcome all you know his personal demons personal addictions, all that sorts of stuff. And I mean, I am really, really excited because if Bray wins at SummerSlam, we get to see Jeff Hardy, possibly Willow, versus The Fiend. And yo, that is one of my dream matches because Jeff Hardy versus The Fiend... It's boring, it won't look, be- it, you know, it really wouldn't look believable if, Je- if Jeff could actually beat The Fiend. But if Jeff turns to Willow, everything changes. So this is basically like Triple H and McFoley's match back in 2000 when Mankind, in the middle of the promo, of his promo changed into Cactus Jack so it's basically like that but it's Jeff Hardy versus Bray Wyatt and I am really excited because like I said we could possibly we would possibly get Willow and you know it's just a really exciting match like we've already seen a sneak peek of what Jeff Hardy and Bray Wyatt versus Bray Wyatt would look like in the Ultimate Deletion match back in 2017. 2017? No, 2018. So yeah, we've already seen a sneak peek of it. And. Basically, <laughs> if Jeff turns to Willow, everything would change. Like, the odds would even. It would even the odds. Because, you know, it's basically Alter Ego versus Alter Ego. Will of the Wisp is Jeff's Alter Ego. And The Fiend is Barry Wyatt's Alter Ego. So this is basically Alter Ego versus Alter Ego for the Universal Championship. Possibly at Hell in a Cell. And then... Or at Survivor Series. That would be so good. Like, oh my god. i like, I may maybe a little biased here because... I'm a Jeff Hardy fan, but you guys couldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, you guys would agree that Willow versus The Fiend would be 10,000 times better than Jeff Hardy versus The Fiend because if Jeff wins, if Jeff manages to win against The Fiend, it, would, it wouldn't look believable Because um, Seth Rollins couldn't defeat The Fiend. Daniel Bryan couldn't defeat The Fiend. So a guy like Jeff wouldn't look believable. So, uh, So until if he manages to actually turn into Willow. Like, if he actually manages to turn into the Willow, if he actually changes in, as Willow, you know, it would be a lot better. Because like I said, it would be Alter Ego versus Alter Ego, The Fiend versus Willow. I've said Willow made to, way too many times, but we could all agree that it would be 10,000 times a lot better. So, pretty short episode for you guys today. But the important thing is I'm back. Um, I might be changing my upload schedule. I might be doing it for two weeks. Like this would maybe this would could possibly be a bi-weekly episode. Like so, after two weeks there would be a new episode. I'm still not really sure. But yeah, let's just hope for the vet for the best. WWE. Is Doing a great job with all of their matches the Boneyard match, the Firefly finals Fly match, and now possibly the Money in the Bank Ladder match would be a cinematic match as well. And I am really excited. So, yeah, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. This has been JF. This has been the 123 podcast. Peace. I'm really silent, but yeah, peace.